Good day. Here going. It's Cole Punnell and Steve Pritchard here for Thursday Finance. Good afternoon, Steve. How are you, mate? Good mate. Good. That's the way. Had a nice so we, week. Yeah, it's been a good week. That's I mean, the way. It's been a week. Bit stressful on Monday, but we got there. Mate, Mondays are always stressful. Yeah, that's right. And then we've got the next one. Next Monday we're having off, so we won't be stressed we? at all. Oh, it's a long weekend. Next, uh, not this weekend. The next weekend. Oh, the third. There you go. The coming Monday after the coming Monday. Okay, so, yeah, <laughs> it's been one of those weeks. So mate, what's week. going on in the world? Of uh, well, we'll just have a quick look at the commodities. The, the gold price was down about two percent on the week to seventeen hundred and thirty-five dollars an ounce. Uh, the silver price was up uh, 1% to $25.87 an ounce and the tin price was pretty much steady at $25,780 a tonne. Um, the, we've had a bit of a bounce back in the A dollar compared to the other countries around the world. We're up 1.6% on the week to uh, 20 uh, to 76 um, US, 76.4 US cents. So that's good for all those people who want to travel to the US. Um, we're up 3% against the Great British Pound of 58.58 pence. And we're um, up 1% against US dollar, uh, sorry, the New Zealand dollar to $1.03. And we're up 1.2% against the Canadian dollar to 99 Canadian cents. Now, the equity markets around the world were also a plenty of black, unlike last week when it was a sea of red. Um, the All Ordinaries was up 1.9% to 5,429 f- for the week. Um, the US market was up 1.4% to 18,293. Um, the UK market was up 2.4% to 6,834. The US, uh, sorry, the UK market. The UK market seems now to have completely disregarded the, the Brex vote. That's just gone into... Uh, just been forgotten about after the initial uh, massive fall. And the Hang Seng market, which is Hong Kong, was up 2% to 23,699. Um, the oil price, the crude oil price, was down uh, 4% of the week to $58.30 a barrel. And the oil price, uh, the fuel price in the Bowser in Newcastle was $1.06 a litre a while ago, courtesy of the NRMA. And um, Sydney was down 12% to $1.08. Um, cents a litre, and the diesel price was uh, $1.14 in Newcastle and $1.13 in Sydney. Now, there we'd expect the fuel price will go up next week with the long weekend coming along. Yep. That's what Jane always used to predict, and was right most of the time. That's right. Yeah. Or any weekend, usually, <laughs> at the moment. Uh, yeah. <laughs> A lot of things happened this week. Uh, Monday didn't start too well. With the you know ASX trading system crashed and it was down for most of the day. So the ASX market only um, traded for um, fifty-seven minutes on Monday, mm. um, and no one kind of knows why it didn't work. And of course, the competing market, Chiax, which which you could have then rerouted your orders to. Mm. Um, unfortunately, the way ASX shut their system down, you couldn't you couldn't cancel your orders in the ASX system and then send them across to Chiax. So now Chiax is now claiming that that ASX did that just so that they couldn't pick up the additional trades. And so hopefully the uh, regulator is going to step in and make sure this doesn't happen again. So if ASX system falls over, you can actually send the market uh, your orders to the competing market. Mm. So that that was that was all a big headache on Monday. 
And then um, New Hope, the, the CEO of New Hope, the, re, the results have been out this week. New Hope, as, as we all know, is a, is a coal miner um, and um, it's bought the um, some coal interests in the Hunter Valley yep. at the bottom of the market as part of the Sol Patterson's group. And um, the, the, the results were out this week, which, which were lost, but that's, that's not unexpected. And, and the, the CEO made a comment that the, even though the thermal coal prices are in 45% this year, he's not sure whether that's sustainable. And the main reason the thermal coal price has risen is because, um, because it dropped so low, it was uneconomic for a lot of the Chinese mines to produce, and um, they withdrew um, production cuts. So he's hopeful that the Chinese mines won't come back on stream and uh, the price will remain uh, 45% up, but, but he's not, uh, he's not uh, promising that. Not putting any money, <laughs> on, putting that. Any money on that. <laughs> but they have spent a, a number of... Uh, 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 they bought um, Bengala up the valley, so they spent a lot of money in that, so they've they're obviously got some... Um, yeah, there seems to be a few jobs going up there. Yeah, yeah one of the few. Well, most of the coal mines are coming back. Yes. And back in the resources sector, um, Kidman Resources. Um, Kidman Resources was a small gold explorer who decided to go into uh, lithium exploration, and they've uh, found some lithium. And lithium's the hot metal of the month, baby, because it's it's used for um, battery storage. Um, Telsa, the car makers. Um, built some battery storage plant um, for originally for the production of cars, and now they're also rolling out. Um, kits for home where you can store solar power off the roof mm. and so the demand for lithium is skyrocketing um, uh, Kidman Resources shares were 9 cents uh, 5 months ago this morning they were 60 cents purely on the basis of this uh, lithium uh, discovery they've made so um, any any stock that's involved in lithium and, and, and makes discovery you can expect the price to go up considerably I would have thought um, TPG Telco which is a, uh, a um, a telco stock which has done very well uh, over the longer term um, it, it, one stage it was part of uh, it merged with the SP Telco which, which came out of the local station here, the local MBN station the television station and um, the share price was, has been considerably going up um, and, and in July it hit a high of $12.93 well it, it's come back to mid eights now um, and predominantly reason because they're rolling out this broadband connection and, and it's costing a lot more money than they thought would and so they're incurring a lot more expenses the revenue growth is not as much as they thought it would so they're not expecting to make as much or the market's not expecting that they'll make as much profit as they would so i, I think tpg is going to continue share price will probably continue to fall for a while longer yep mm. home loans yes well that was interesting i mean the the, the banks have been lending um more and more money on home loans um, and so much so that uh, there was, was a comment that some of the big banks are looking starting to look like building societies that not that much on home loans um, and the home loan market is very competitive and, and of course of course of that there, there has been some talk that lending standards um, in, in applying in, in home loans have, have been uh, falling and um, in July um, the, the latest stats that came out uh, indicated there's been a 21% increase in arrears on home loans um, now the, the rating agencies at this stage aren't, aren't concerned but it's not a good sign if the arrears numbers continue to rise month after month mm. so that's basically people who are behind in their, their, their home loans so they're, they're not up to date now they're, you know, 21% rise is a large increase but, you know, there could be all sorts of reasons and people might just catch up. They're a few days late and you're, you're basically in arrears. 
yeah, in a rear spot there. Now, uh, what else has been happening with BHP? Well, the- well as, as listeners will probably recall, there was this big disaster in Brazil um, where a dam dam wall collapsed and the, the tailings all went down and flooded various villages and, and killed numerous people and uh, wiped a number of houses away. Well, the legal claims are say, start, now standing to uh, sharp, of course, and um, there's, there's, at the moment there's 23,000 legal claims um, against BHP claiming $79 billion in damages. So um, uh, BHP's uh, come out and said, well, they expect that to fail. Mm. Um, and I would expect that there's no way they're going to get $79 billion, no. um, and particularly when they're talking about damages of a couple of billion dollars, the actual damages. So, so probably BHP's probably going to be up for a you know, couple of billion dollars, you'd expect, uh, a long way short of $79 billion, just an arbitrary claim, I'd assume. And then, of course, uh, back in uh, up in the valley again, uh, Australian Vintage, which is the maker of McGuigan and Temptus II uh, wines for all those people who uh, don't mind a drop of wine, um, uh, have secured a, a distribution uh, agreement for to sell their wines into China. So they're hoping to uh, increase production and, and, and sell some of their wines into China, much as uh, Penfolds has in the past. Mm. I hope they've uh, registered their trade makes in China and don't have the same problem that Penfolds did when, when they found out that someone else had uh, started using someone it. else had <laughs> their actual name in <laughs> Penfolds Grange name was owned by someone else in China so I, I hope they managed to register that before they've announced this and um, it's very yeah, you see you hear these stories about all the time in China that, that there was one on Landline this week that someone was making this sawmill and someone in China had even copied their name and was selling a copycat mm, thing no. so you need you need to make sure you've got all your intellectual property registrations done before you start exporting and selling stuff to China I suspect uh, Grain Corp, which is Grain Corp's the East Coast um, grain handler. It means most of their silos you go and see when you go in the country and the silos in town here in Newcastle where they export wheat from. Um, and, and there's another grain handler in uh, WA um, called uh, CBH and it's a cooperative. And Grain Corp came up with some plan to, um, to list uh, uh, CBH on the Australian Stock Exchange and Grain Corp was to take a large share in it. Um, CBH had different ideas in that and basically told uh, Grain Corp to uh, go away. So Grain Corp's now abandoned uh, that plan. And you know, to be honest, the plan looked quite silly to start with. I mean, mm. why would a cooperative in WA want Grain Corp to become an investor? Mm. Um, doesn't make any sense. Um, and Katmandu, which which which. Um, uh, sells leisure type clothes and uh, um, uh, some of them actually made out of recycled uh, pet bottles. Really? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Mm. yeah they're, they're supposedly a uh, socially, uh, what's it, social conscious company. Um, anyhow, they've decided that they're going to start trying to sell more of their goods on, on the uh, social media. So they're going to try and sell um, fleeces, uh, hiking boots, and sleeping bags. Uh, across the internet and via social media. so um, A lot of things are going that way. Yeah, which is interesting because the next item is, is one of Henry's favourite stocks, and Henry's away at the moment, um, but Domino's Pizza, and, and he, it's one of what he calls the Emperor stocks. Now, that's trading on a P of 73.5 times, and there, there was some commentary this week that Domino's is now rated as an IT stock rather than as a food stock. So I wonder if... Uh, Katmandu adopting the stuff seller of the social media is also going to end up mm. with a P of 73 times. 
<laughs> order it and we'll have you a jumper before, yeah, before well, Tuesday. Yeah, well, you'll get it, it free. It didn't <laughs> say that they were going to have a, 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 a app where you can track where your uh, your jumper or your fleecy hiking <laughs> boots are, like Domino's has. But uh, we shall see. Yes. It is Thursday Finance with Stephen Pritchard. Now, Steve, uh, selling shares from a deceased estate, mate, it can be uh, quite confusing. So let's clear all this up. Uh, it can be quite confusing. It's becoming, uh, as as people, the, the, the average person, average investors, becoming more and more of a shareholder, particularly in this region with the demutualisation of various companies like, um, you know, NRMA and... Uh, NRMA and NIB and uh, um, AMP, um, more and more people have got shares. So, 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 and then of course, someone passes away, and then there's a question about what to do with them. Um, so, so it, it, it can be confusing, but it, but if you've got all the paperwork in order, it's really quite simple. I mean, what what you'll basically need is you 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 need a, um, a certified copy of the will a certified copy of probate, a certified copy of the death certificate and the identification and holder statements. So you need some identification from the executors of the people who want to sell the shares and the holder statements. So if you've got all those documentations in order um, and you've got all that documentation, it's relatively straightforward process. You just need to open the account and give the broker all the the, uh, appropriate documents and the shares will just be sold. Now, where the problems are coming about, and, and we've we've had a couple of these now, which is why I thought I'd talk about this, is if people don't bother to apply for probate. So what, what probate is, is probate is when the will gets produced to the court, the court says that the will's in order and appoints and appoints the executors. And, and, and until the executor's actually appointed, um, no one can technically deal with the assets of the estate. Now, um, typically, if... if, if Typically, um, a person might just have a house as a joint tenant, and um, if it's held in joint tenants, the house the house um, automatically goes to the survivor, and and then they don't apply for probate. But if there's a share portfolio and it's in the deceased's own name, this is where the problems will arise. Now, if if probate's not granted, um, what you need to do is you need to contact the share register. The, the share register will usually, and this you need to do all this before you can sell the shares, and the share register will need to, will then re- usually require you to complete a, a, a what's called a small estates indemnity form, and um, that applies for estates with shareholdings of less than $25,000, and then um, they'll want an Australian standard transfer form, and they'll also want the certified copy of the will and the death certificate. Now, the, the share register will usually process um, the transfer from the deceased person's names into the beneficiaries under the will um, if the total value is less than $25,000. Now, if, if it's more than $25,000, um, usually the share register won't process the request and nothing can be done until you go and apply for probate. Right. So, so you know, you need to think about um, when when someone's passing away, and someone says there's no need to get probate um, on the will because there's only the house. If there's any shares there, and particularly if there's more than twenty five thousand dollars worth, um, you, you basically need to get probate. Otherwise, you can't deal with the with the assets. Okay. Now, if you have a uh, if you have a question for Stephen, make sure you give us a call four nine two one six two one six. We're more than happy to take your calls. So it can be quite confusing. So the it, it can be quite confusing, and people, people, you know, we had someone in this week. We were talking about um, uh, uh, 
the father had passed away, they'd left the shares to the mother, no one had bothered to apply for probate, they now want to sell the shares, and, you know, what should have been done was would have probably been easier to have done 10 years ago, now has to be done now, and old documents have to be pulled out. Mm. So so it's easier to do it at the time, and the shares should have been transferred to the, to, to, to the beneficiaries at that stage. Now, the other issue, of course, this is if you've got a self-managed superannuation fund, and your individual trustees of the fund, and one of the people passes away, that, that all the shares in that fund will be frozen until until probate's granted as well. So that's the reason why we never recommend to have individual trustees of a self-managed super fund. You should use a corporate trustee because it avoids that problem. Good afternoon, Debbie. You've got a question about tenants. Yes, it's just uh, tenants in common. Yep. Um, I heard you mention joint tenants. Mm-hmm. If you have a property that has tenants in common, mm-hmm. and if one person were to pass away, mm-hmm. does the property, does their share of the property go to the person that they have put in their will, or does it go to the other person that they're with tenants in common with? Uh, okay, so it goes to, to it goes to whoever they put in their will. Um, so joint tenants, if it's held as joint tenants, it goes to the survivor. And if right. it's held as tenants in common, it goes to the person that they name in the will. In the will, okay. Yeah, so that the tenants in common can deal with their half of their, or whatever proportion, their interest in the property separately. Right, okay. Because okay, so that's the way I believed it to be, but then I was told... No, they can still fight it and the person that you are tenants in common with can what, what, have the whole property. What, what do you mean, fight it? Well, they can go to court because uh, the will doesn't mean too much. Oh, but I thought all, that was the idea of um, well, yeah, I being mean, tenants, tenants in ten, common. Tenants in common means, yeah, like, so, mm. so, 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 you know, you've got, um, and, and this isn't uncommon where you've got, you know, uh, Split marriages and other brother and sister and, and yeah, 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 yeah relationship. Like so uh, the, normally, it, normally um, the married couple will hold their property as tenants in common. Uh, sorry, as joint tenants, joint. Yeah. and that that automatically goes to the survivor. Um, mm-hmm. Other relationships, like like I've got a, an investment property with my business partner, and that's held as tenants in common. So yeah. so if something happened to him. Um, he wouldn't want that half of the property going to me and he'd want, he'd want it going to his beneficiary. If something happened to me, I wouldn't want it going to him. I'd want it going to my wife. Um, yes. so, so that's why you do tenants in common. Now, in, 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 in a domestic relationship, which is, I think, what you're talking about... Yes, you can, if people uh, separate but yeah, still I have the property as yeah, tenants. Anyone can make an application to the court for anything. Mm. Right. Yes. So, so whether they win or not is another matter, and, and the court yes. will take a whole lot of factors into account. But yes, that, technically the person can deal with it, but anyone can make an application to the court on anything they like. Yes, Thanks. that's what normally people put it in tenants in common. Normally, for. if if it's yes. un, if it's unrelated, um, it would normally be tenants in common. Yeah. Yes. Yes. Thanks okay. for your call, Debbie. Thanks thank so much. Thank you very much. All right. Thank, thank you. you. Uh, joining us is Brian. You've got a question about super uh, superannuation, mate. Yeah. Hi, Brian. Um, MLC sent me a letter some time back saying yep. that NAB Group announced to sell 80% of its insurance business to Nippon Life Insurance Company. Uh, yep, I remember that, yep. Yeah, well, that was back way back in May and something was going to happen by the 30th of September. Still haven't heard anything and, and I, 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 I might be suspicious sort of a critter, but um, Artie's got a out of 
a lot of their debts and claims by transferring their business to England. And I'm wondering if these blokes are getting ready to, you know, very short and wants to take them on and a few other people. Are they trying to get out of the country or what? Ah, look, look, I... I, I, I... It was sold to Nippon Life, wasn't it? Or is praised to sell to Nippon Life? It's, it's a bit two-way. It says um, superannuation... Uh, some of NAB's superannuation funds, including yours, invest through NAB Group subsidiary MLC. Yep. And in order that this happens, it is proposed that these investments be held more directly by a company called Newless Nominees Australia, the Project Limited. Okay, well, what's this got to do with the life company? I don't know. I've got no, nothing with life in them. I've only got superannuation, but they're saying including yours. Okay, so 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 what you need to do is go go back to to MLC and ask them what's happening. Well, what they told me was it's a change of name. Don't worry about it. <laughs> Okay, so so it sounds like what they've done, the NAB, the NAB has sold half or 80% of the investment company to um, Nippon Life and it's just changing its name. So the contractual relationship with, with, um, with yours will be with the same company. Now, life companies are, are regulated by APRA, so what happened at James Hardy shouldn't be able to happen. I mean, they shouldn't be able to strip the assets out of the company like they did at James Hardy, if that's what you're worried about. Yeah, mate, well, you know, I'm 75, and you get a bit suspicious of these critters once upon a time you trusted banks and things, but... Yeah. Yeah, yeah. I mean, you can always you can always change super funds if you're not happy with them. Yeah, yeah, yeah. 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 I mean, it's really easy these days to if you've got another fund, you can just go to the new fund and and they'll do all the work for you. Yeah, yeah. Anyhow, thanks very okay. much for that. You've relieved me a little bit. Okay. <laughs> Good on you, Brian. Thanks for the call, mate. Now, question for you: Can you hold shares in Tenants in Common? Yeah, you can hold shares in Tenants in Common, but but the general presumption is that they're held jointly. Right. So you, you'd have to you'd have to when you open your uh, uh, account with the broker or when you go to register the shares, you'd you'd have to make sure the form was specifically marked as. Um, tenants in common and, and get to the broker to agree to that um, because the system basically just generally um, assumes that they're held as joint tenants which is why you can deal with them like I said before mm. um, but the importance of, I mean the issue that was raised by that 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 uh, Debbie. Like Debbie previously is it's important to know how these properties particularly real estate's actually held because real estate actually gets registered on the title mm. and um, y- you can um, need to deal with it in your will differently as to whether it's held as tenants in common which will or joint tenants with the tenants in common being dealt with in the will and the joint tenant stuff just goes to the survivor so you need you need to be aware of that right okay so it can be quite messy it can be quite messy yeah. it's only it's only messy if, if people think one thing and in actually fact it's held somewhere else yeah yeah, yeah. And, so what's the best way to to make sure it's right. Well, you need to you need to make sure it's right when 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 you um when you originally register the pro- property title. Yep. You need to make sure it's registered correctly as either joint tenants or tenants in common, whichever one you want. And then probably when there's major changes in your life, you need to go back and revisit that issue because it's not it's not it's not difficult to change. Um, but but if you you know if there's a separation or something like that, um, you probably want to change how the property's. Um, um, held from mm. joint tenants to tenants in common, 
Um, and uh, then probably when you're making your bill, you need to consider and maybe even do a company a property search to make sure the property's held the way you think because um, people's memories change. Um, they forget what they've done. You know, you might have held the property for 20 years. It might have it might have been, you know, joint tenants to start with then changed to tenants in common. Then you've, you've, you've got another relationship and you've changed it again. Mm. So, so you, you need to keep track of these things and, you know, probably when there's major life changes or when you do your will, it's probably a time to review that as well. Is there a fee on property searches? I'm sure there's a fee, yeah. <laughs> Yeah, there's a fee. There's a fee on property searches. Um, and it's not very much, actually. You can do them online. Oh, can you? Okay, yeah, cool. I think, I think it's only about $15 or so. But um, you can expect that to rise because the state government's got a proposal to sell off the land titles register. Right. <laughs> so you can expect the nominal fee will uh, increase dramatically when that happens. Okay. okay. Uh, now, is there anything else that we need to be wary about here? Uh, I don't think so. I mean, the major thing is 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 you need to you need to consider carefully when someone dies whether you actually do need to yeah. apply for probate. Um, and, and if there's shares of more than twenty five thousand, you're probably not going to be able to deal with them unless you do apply for probate. Yeah. Um, and you know you need to be careful of the way your assets are held, whether whether they're tenants in common or joint tenants, as as Deb raised. And of course, even though you've done this, as Deb said, um, it's, it's still open for someone to run off to the court and make an application. Anyone can run off to the court over anything, and if the court decides to hear it, well, that's that's, yeah, that's another it. story. Yeah. Okay. Right. Well, thanks for thanks for today. Uh, it's been Thursday Finance. Thanks to our sponsor, Pritchard and Partners. Thanks for listening to this podcast from Two NURFM at the University of Newcastle. Topics range from gardening to health, well-being, pet care, finance, business, and travel. You'll find them all at twonurfm.com.